Hey everyone, welcome to the season finale of Comics Deserve Better, season one, I guess. Um, just just full disclosure, we are going to keep the numbering, but we're going to do seasons because I don't Big numbers are nice. Big numbers are not nice for comics, but they're nice for podcasts. Yes. So, yeah. All right. And we're going to kick off with some news. And I'm actually, I think I had the first couple of news pieces. So you may have heard about the comic Undead by Blood. I think it's been one of our quick hits. It's like a time, uh, two time, two timelines, and it's a Western. It has recently been optioned by Norman Reedus's production company um, to be a movie. So it's awesome. And also Norman Reedus, I guess to help promote it, is writing an intro for the upcoming trade paperback of the comic. So that's cool. And then also, uh, if you like Black Panther, Brian Selfries is doing a creator-owned series called uh, Thomas River from 12 Gauge Comics. It's like a small little imprint and basically, I, I just I just really like what he does in the the press release. He calls this character the most badass American secret agent ever. So it's written by Doug Wagner, um, art by Brian Stelfries, who you may know from Black Panther or Shadow, his covers on Shadow of the Bat. Mm-hmm. And it's awesome. Like, it's like a Black James Bond. So I'm excited for that. Um, Definitely. The um, first Undone by Blood, yeah, that was a, a quick hit and that was definitely a, a favorite of mine this, this year. So I'm glad to see it being optioned. And, uh, you know, hopefully it's, it's good. We'll see what happens, right? And, yeah. um, and then, yeah, Stelfreeze, um definitely is an artist I always follow. So to see what he's doing and, and who doesn't like a secret agent, you know, I mean. Yeah, no, it looks, it looks really cool. Like it definitely does. There's definitely always potential with it. Something that could be fun. So yeah, it could be very interesting. And yeah, he's a cool artist. And like, I love, I love reading the press release for this comic because apparently Brian Stelfreeze did the redesign of Nightwing in the nineties. I didn't know that. Oh, did you guys know that? I had no clue, no. No, yeah. that's pretty awesome. That's a great Which redesign. The, he got two. He went oh. twice in the 90s. Which one? Oh, the 1995. Stripes? The 1995 redesign. So, like. So, the black to and with the blue. Black and blue, like the. Black and go. Yeah. Like the, the, the iconic one. Yeah. Yes. Finger stripes yeah. are like. The, the way it should be. <laughs> the the best one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Even though, best did, one after a long. Uh, long neckline which is yeah. also his best one disco Nightwing. nightwing nightwing's a great yes, one with definitely. the yellow that's Love also a good one the collar. of of his more modern finger stripes is the best one yeah so, yes mm-hmm. so what a great costume design yeah dc needs to steal him back their costume designs are all <laughs> completely in utter balls right now well he's moving too- back He's too busy doing his own thing, making He's his own. He's too busy trade. doing yeah. amazing stuff. So if he, yeah, I'm even more excited right now because a secret agent needs good costuming. So yeah. I'm yeah. here for it. Oh, the suits are going to be on, on point. I mean, I don't know, if, like when uh, T'Challa and everyone was in civilian clothes, like it looked good. Yeah, yeah. and sure. the the cover that the, that's in this this particular article looks pretty, pretty nice, pretty clean. Yeah, well, yeah, except for the blood, but <laughs> clean. Well, you know. Clean yeah. blood. <laughs> <Clean> blood. <laughs> All right. And Brian, you had some uh, you had some news. Okay, let me see. Um 
Yeah. Um, uh, first, um, there's a comic coming out uh, I, in next uh, next month for Halloween, uh, Dracula Motherfucker, and um, but it's uh, it's kind of censored the name. Um, <laughs> it's a uh, Mother F blank blank Kerr, and it is um, going to be um, it's Erica Henderson's drawing it. Um, it's it's um, Alex DeCampi is going to be is writing it it's essentially a horror slash um blaxploitation um novel looks like it's gonna be a lot of fun um there's actually a special cover the reason why i'm bringing it up today um drawn by um yuko Shinz, shinizu and um it is i mean the erica henderson cover is wonderful but this is like a work of art it's it's kind of it's beautiful and um it's available at certain comic book stores both via mail and uh and going in person so um escape pod comics is where i'm getting my copy it's also coming signed has a book plate in the in on the inside cover that has is signed by both DeCampi and henderson so definitely something for for shelves and for to to have and cherish <laughs> cherish yeah, it really looks really cool. I like I like vampires and I like you know grindhouse exploitation movies. So it was yeah. just right up my alley. And I like both of them very much. So yeah, I'm Definitely. totally on board. Plus horror comics. So yeah, Erica Henderson's like so good. I mean, it's kind of she can do you know YA stuff. She can do like violent like uh, what was it Assassination? Was Assassination's really great. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, yeah. Any book with her on art, like Darcy said, like insta buy. So yeah. And if so, if you go to if you're in the U.S., um, if you go to escape dash pod dash comics dash square dot site, <laughs> um, we'll, we'll tweet show, it. Show notes. Show notes. It'll, um, it'll be it'll be on. We'll we'll tweet it or something. If, if you're not, you can easily find um, something in, in, in the country that you're in um, that that is carrying it. Um, just a quick Google, give it the googs, and uh, you will find it. Cool. Um, yeah, what's what's some other news? What's what else is going okay. on? Um, well, uh, two endings. Um, first, um, Stumptown, uh, which is based on a uh, indie comic by Greg Rucka, that's been on ABC, uh, starring um, the Shield agent uh, Colby Sol- Smolders, <laughs> um, is uh, being canceled. Even though <laughs> is that her real life occupation, <laughs> yes. Shield agent. In, in my head, she is always <laughs> Shield agent. Um, the uh, now she. Um, they originally said that this was going to be a second season, but COVID, and they're um, taking it back. ABC is at least. So, um, as of right now, no season two unless somebody else picks it up, a streaming service or something. And um, Quibi, other end- Quibi needs a show. Yeah. No. <laughs> Definitely. Quibi no. is that how you pronounce it? I don't even know how to pronounce it. Yeah, that's how. Yeah. You, well, that's okay. how everybody. I know, uh, pronounces it. Yeah, definitely. And so Lumberjanes, um, the comic itself is after, I think, what was it, 70 issues, 75 issues now, um, is uh, finally calling it quits in December. Um, they're on their current arc. Um, I actually read the first issue of this arc last week without even knowing this was the end. And the second, I, the first couple pages, I was like, oh, this is it. <laughs> And sure enough, the news article came out the next day and and just confirmed that. 
um it's definitely a prolific book um maybe the the one of the creators is not in the best light right now but it's still a fun book for all ages to read it's definitely something to check out and soon everything will be collected and hopefully uh easy easier to access access <laughs> yeah yeah i was yeah, I jumped on this book when it first came out, but I'm like way behind now. And it's it's had so many creative themes. So I think it's mm-hmm. definitely gone beyond, you know, Noelle Stevenson and Grace yeah. Ellis and Brooklyn Allen. And there's also like YA prose novels too. It's just, it's an empire. Um, and there's supposed to be a live action movie, but then Disney bought Fox and put the kibosh on that in the Mouse Guard movie. Um, so oh, Don't talk to me about the Mouse Guard movie. I know. Yeah, I know. Cool. Oh my God. And... Um, well, uh, the um, Brooklyn Allen is returning for the, the last dark. No way on interiors. Uh, yeah. Uh, yes, it looks like it. Holy yes. shit! I'm catching up on this book. Mm-hmm. And there's also going to be uh, variant covers by uh, Tilly Walton. Whoa, and, that's uh, exciting. And Harriet Moulton. So, whoa, they are going out with a bang. I like it. Yes, which is excellent. Yeah, it seems like they're really going out on their own terms. Like the sales are still good, and they're just like, you know what? Summer has to end eventually. Yeah. I mean, there's been an expiration date on this book since, like, the first arc, like. That is true. They've done a good job to extend everything. There's literally a story arc where they're like, why is summer so long here? And it's because they're, like, basically (laughs) in a time bubble. Yeah, I remember I read that one. Yeah. So it's been, been, they've been pretty creative with this whole summer that lasts forever. Kind of like Phineas and Ferb, if uh, if you're a fan of the cartoon. Oh, that's a a good one. Summer was, like, five years. (laughs) Yeah. Did they make, did they make a movie of that? Yes. Nice. So. Yeah, no, I'm gonna have to catch up, man. Like, yeah, when I saw that, I'm like, oh, I'm like so behind, but I gotta catch up for the end. I, but I said totally about that. in the same. Yeah, I'm totally in the yeah. same. I read like, I'm what I'm probably at about issue 30s, probably where I stopped. Me too. Yeah, okay. me too. yeah, somewhere around there. You're so, mermaids or something. I, halfway, I the, yeah. Yeah, I read about the first like 25 issues, and then I dropped off for a while. And then I came back around issue like 50 and I've read since then. So I, I nice. do have a gap as well that I should catch up on, but it's, um, it's definitely a good series. So. Yeah. I think, I think read. that was the first series where I saw Rosemary Valero O'Connell's art and yes, it was, it's, it was a good kind of trying ground for, for new artists. And yeah, I love the I love the, I guess shout out to the crossover with Gotham Academy. That was a lot of fun. Yes, that was a good one. No, it totally was. Yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah, some of a China Klukson Major's last, or Ch- China Klukson Flores's last comics work, actually. It's kind of sad because she's so yeah. talented. But uh, cool. All right. So, yeah, some, some kind of sad news, some kind of cool news. But I mean, that's comics, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but, but honestly, I think, like, yeah, Lumberjanes is just like going out on its own. Um, own volition its own thing so i'm happy cool so our main our main course this week is a uh, it was darcy's pick but i actually wanted to check out this for a while i remember the kickstarter um i think i was like a broke grad student when it came out so i didn't contribute to it sorry <laughs> <laughs> um it's called uh, corpus a comic anthology of bodily ailments it was edited by nadia Seamus, and it's kind of like a perfect example of the the, the graphic medicine genre. It's a, a genre that talks about either mental health or physical health issues through comics. And it's really awesome. And I'm a little biased because I just 
this great professor in grad school who like graphic medicine is his thing. He like runs the graphic medicine blog. Honestly, shout out to, I'm just going to shout out, shout him out. Shout out to Matt in, in uh, Massachusetts for being, yeah. So, so Darcy, why did you, uh, why did you kind of pick this book for finale? Curious. Um, well, I picked it because we decided anthologies might be a cool idea. We talked about the idea of breaking up anthologies for season finales, and this is the one I like the best, so that's why I picked this one. Uh, but why I picked it as something to support is I have uh, epilepsy. I've had epilepsy since I was 15 years old, and so when this uh, popped up on Kickstarter, popped up on Twitter, for Kickstarter. It was something I was incredibly fascinated with because I have a bodily element, a significant one that I've struggled with for quite a while, more than half of my life now. And so just the very idea fascinated me. Um, and I wanted to see how other people talked about their bodily ailments. And I wanted to see if anybody covered mine. Uh, so tossed it out there and I picked it up and the whole thing is just amazing. I suggest anybody find it wherever you can find it and read it because it's beautiful, heartbreaking in spots, hilarious in spots, well worth a read. Yeah, lots of different art styles, lots of cool creators, really good indie creators, like folks I've seen at cons and then people who I'm not familiar with. And I'm like, fuck, I'm following y'all on Instagram now. What are you working on? So it's, it's good. Um, and yeah. So, uh, so, so how we're gonna, how this episode is structured, if you, if you know the book, um, scrolling down in the notes, it's uh, the anthology is actually, it's divided into three parts, physical, uh, mental, and uh, medical, physical, mental, medical. So we're gonna cover one story in each uh, section and just kind of discuss it quickly. And yeah, so we're gonna lead off with Brian and coming first full circle with this one. So Brian, what's your, what physical story did you pick? Uh, the one I picked was um, Sheehan Kaur and um, was, is the artist and, and the, uh, and the writer and the, it's called Double Double. And I actually picked this one besides me being a big fan of the in and out Double Double. Represent. Um, yes. I, I am. Six years since I've had one. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I am, um, I suffer from double vision and so and this is what this story is about is basically kind of going through life not being able to see everything clearly and kind of just like dealing with it and like becoming used to it like um basically i've i've had i've been severely nearsighted plus i had double vision since i've been born um my double vision has been corrected but when i'm tired or when like or i can actually sometimes control it um can make one of my eyes go out of whack and 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 have and see two of everything and my my perception the difference between my left eye and my right eye are a lot more severe than most people so um, when the second I started seeing that this was about nearsightedness, and besides also the fact that it was, you know, the the, the writer and artist of our first episode uh, subject, I wanted to definitely uh, do this story, and definitely 
very relatable. Um, the fortunately, um, what sh they have is correctable by surgery, and but at the same time, I mean, the idea of someone poking around in on your eye nerves is is kind of scary. That, I I know that's always considered one of the biggest horror topics is eyeballs. So. Yeah. Injury to so, eye motif. Got, yeah, got easy comics out of business. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so therefore, you know, like the I, even if, if it's someone trying to heal your eye, the fact that they're meddling around with that is 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 creepy. And so, um, do a really good job drawing nerve endings and and also also making everything kind of blurry and double vision. You know, like the way that they see the world, and so very relatable and also borderline you know body horror <laughs> so it was very interesting yeah i really like double double that's one of my favorite not just because it's ching and core but it's like almost incredibly poetic there's a lot of repetition uh, done in it with just kind of you know double double there's repetition of the words it's it's a really good comic plus it's ching and core and i'm just inclined to love it because i'm incredibly biased <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and they, you know, they bring uh, that, that wonderful color pencil style, and mm -hmm. I love, I love, and the writing is good too. Like, I love their use of metaphor, like, like a doctor being like a mechanic, mm -hmm. and just trying to trying to work out, you know, how they're feeling using like metaphors and tr using their body as like something in like an inanimate object, like a like an automobile, and um, yeah, and then just like. Yeah, I mean, they, they get you in that comic on that first panel of like the two burgers and exactly low key, low key flexing the the food drawing skills and, that we saw more of in American Dream from and, listen to episode uh, one. It's really good. Episode <laughs> one or uh, what does it say with noodles? Yes. Singing core loves food art or food mm -hmm. discussion. If you like double double, go read more Singing core. The, yeah. The uh, the car, the mechanical thing also um, for those. Uh, who are very familiar with in and out the a lot of a lot of people eat it in their car yeah. so the fact that the car motif is there you know it's it makes sense exactly yes. you, you know for for us you know who don't live in california and just visit there to see old friends like just you hit the airport you hit in and out you hit the hit the five like that's that's it yeah cool so uh, darcy I, oh, oh you go go ahead sorry I was just gonna say, I just I have to disagree though. I I definitely get the double double animal style. So, <laughs> just, oh, you're one of those. Yes, I am. Yeah, no. no. <laughs> okay, sorry. I'm, I'm surprised Darcy hasn't been like Whataburger is the shit. Whataburger is the shit, but yeah, it's, it's like a little spicy ketchup. It's a Texas California battle. Oh my yeah. god. Well, it got you know bought by, what was it Chicago? So you know. Oh. We're we're in mourning at the moment. Oh, I didn't I didn't know that. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's a whole thing. <laughs> sucks. And and the, and the food quality's gone down. Nah, it's still great. It's just it's the no Midwest. Texas. It, yeah, it's it's just we're we're trying to figure things out. <laughs> <sighs> All right. So, uh, uh, Darcy, what was your uh, pick for this category for physical? Uh, I picked uh, Carpe Libertas by Kendall Adkins and Paige Furby. It is the kind of what I was looking for when I bought this. It's uh, about seizures. It's about a young girl who had uh, was diagnosed with a seizure disorder as a child. Um, and I 
kind of hate it. <laughs> it's kind of my least favorite comic in the book um, because uh, she's diagnosed with a seizure disorder. Uh, she's kind of told what I was told as a, as a kid when uh, I was diagnosed with a seizure disorder, you know, like this is a thing, it's going to affect your life, blah, 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 blah. Uh, but she decides at one point in her life that, hey, I don't need to take medicine anymore. Uh, let me stop taking medicine. Her doctors are like, no, you need to keep taking medicine. Uh, but she insists and she stops taking her medicine and she finds out she's cured. And, you know, I did that and I wasn't and I'm still not and I still have seizures. Uh, but she was cured and I hate it because I'm incredibly jealous of her. <laughs> <laughs> because that's not fair and I'm yeah. super super happy for her and it's an incredibly petty thing I have because the art's incredible and it's a wonderful story but uh, I'm a horrible bitter terrible person and I kind of hate it <laughs> well, it's totally understandable and justifiable in all honesty uh, yeah it's, it was just for me a very funny thing going into this book looking for a certain story like I was looking for something about a seizure disorder or epilepsy and I find it and it's the one like oh I was cured of my seizure disorder of epilepsy and I'm like no mm -hmm. <laughs> it sucks it kind of did <laughs> and it kind of just goes away I mean yeah it, it, it's it, it's definitely a good commentary on on medicine and sometimes it's just your body heals itself and it sometimes is. it doesn't but and I mean, there's there's really good commentary in there about i think about the way you feel about your own body and doctors not accepting it because mm -hmm. you have all these doctors saying no you're wrong no you're wrong no you're wrong and she's like listen this is my body i i feel how i feel exactly. and there's that that contradiction there and anyone who's had a chronic disorder dealing with a doctor knows what that's like it's a huge problem with like women with endometriosis and stuff oh, like yeah. that uh that are especially going to male doctors have this problem mm -hmm. constantly um but you know again I, I was coming here i'm gonna feel this connection with somebody oh a seizure disorder one yay and then she ends with no seizure disorder and i'm like exactly it kind of felt there's like this oh god what is it uh i'm trying to think i what's that saying everybody says you know like pull through you're not your disorder kind of thing you're oh, not those, your like, disability. those like bullshit those bullshit memes you see yeah kind of yeah. like those bright-sided total people and i'm like you know what, but I kind of am. The first thing I do when I wake up in the morning, I have to take my medicine. This is really a big part of me. Leave me alone with your bullshit happy stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. Or like, or like, what do they say? Like, like nature is the be like best therapy or some crap? Yeah, kind like, of. Yeah, exactly. For some. It's not. I, I, for some people might be able yeah. to handle that. That helps some people. But you know what? If I don't take my medicine, I have seizures. Leave me the heck alone. Yeah, <laughs> you, know what those, exactly. you know what those people remind I, me of? They, they remind me of like, back in like the, the 19th century like in england they're like oh go to the seashore it'll clear everything up with your illness like those yeah. guys i'm like <laughs> that's a really uh, great accent the, you the, the uh the salty, <laughs> i don't know the, why the salty air will will cure well the, you know in sending sending the people with uh with um respiratory problems in the 1800s to the desert you know say oh right. yeah that, that'll clear you up well, especially um, if you're in you know like inner like in london or like one of the big industrial yeah. places like 
obviously like with all the smoke in the air yeah, yeah. um the the um just a couple of things Darcy was saying about doctors and not believing the patients. So mm-hmm. someone that's very extremely close to me has fibromyalgia and mm-hmm. it's, and since it's a nerve disorder yeah. that, that you can't, you know, you can't like see it like, yes. and you can't. Yeah. And so they had basically I almost gotten to almost drag out fights with doctors telling them, Oh, you're fine. It's just all yeah. mental. And it's like, no, it's not. <laughs> I know. It's like, I I'm in pain. Yeah. You know, my and aunt then, has fibromyalgia. Yeah. yeah. It's a huge problem. And, and then, um, and then with me, I actually have a spinal uh, degenerative disorder and the idea, the the idea of not taking your medicine is sometimes so great. It's like, oh, I don't have to deal with this anymore. I I've been feeling better for like the last two or three months. Like I don't need to take my medicine. And then, you know, you might skip a day, and all of a sudden it's like, well, yeah, I, I felt good because I was taking my medicine. You know, right. Like, and then everything kind of comes back. So you try just, to you try to trick yourself. Yeah. Well, it was the medicine. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, I'll deal with my my liver damage when I'm older. Yeah, you know, pretty much. I'm gonna have to. So, yeah. So the one I chose for body, um, what or for physical was there's a monster in my studio by Ryan Katie and mm-hmm. Philip Sevy. Full, full full disclosure, I know these guys. They're cool. Um, I like their work and I like them as people as well. Um, but this one, like, it's it's kind of like an old school black and white nine panel grid depiction of the horrors of drawing a monthly comic. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I connected this a lot because um, I'm a huge fan of the comic, The Wicked and the Divine. And there were big delays towards the end of the, the series because Jamie McKelvey had just destroyed his, his wrist, destroyed his body drawing this monthly comic. And yeah, and, and like in this comic, like pretty much shows just the, the, both the physical and the mental pain of it's not just comics, any, any, any deadline driven job, any job that, you know, you have to take work home after the office, out of the office. And you're just like, if I can just get to the next thing, you know, if I can just, <laughs> I can, I can make it, but then, Oh, there's something new. There's always a new crisis. There's always a new thing. And, and yeah. And like, I feel like uh, Ryan and Philip really, really uh, drew on their experiences for this one. And it was interesting seeing Sevy's art in, in a black and white, like just the, the, the deep shadows. And then in the end, it gets like, re- like it gets really kind of spooky with like, like a deaf um, caricature and just like. Yeah, it's really, really ominous. Mm-hmm. And, and re- it's very horrifying, which makes sense for the subject material. Cause it's one of those things. Like if you're working and what you do, what you work for kind of turns against you. It's a horrifying thing. So the art for it made sense. The tone was really great. Mm-hmm. It almost had like a seven seal kind of darkness to it. It's pretty cool. Oh yeah. Yeah. Lots of like bargaining. Like, Hey, if you can, yeah, yeah you can finish this comic, but then, Oh, we're just going to destroy your life. And yeah, and just like, and like, I mean, now it's like with no con, but then you're like, but I've like, t- I don't know, I've like talked to friends who are creators at cons and they're like, oh yeah, I can't hit the after party. I got, I got sk- scripts to draw. Like mm-hmm. I remember, I remember once uh, I was talking to, to Matt Rosenberg and he's like, yeah, I gotta, I gotta write some scripts. And, and he like listened to Taylor Swift all night. 
Hey, whatever, whatever gets you going, those creative yeah. juices flowing. Exactly. Uh, I remember, I remember in, in like grad school when I had crazy deadlines and I had to work through the night and, and uh, take stimulants. Like I would always listen to like the Lord of the Rings soundtracks. <laughs> Just keep me going. Definitely. It made everything feel like heroic. But yeah. but yeah, but this shows like, like the, like the pain and that goes into the art we love and, and basically, and, and, I, and honestly, like, I hate when, when fucking fans, mostly fans of mainstream comics, and independent too, like when a book's been delayed for a while, are like, oh, why is there a delay? I'm like, dude, like, drawing comics, especially, is like a physically taxing job. Like, yeah. give them a break sometimes, especially, you know, for artists who have a very detailed style, like, you know, Frank Wiley, for example. Exactly. Give them a break, and I honestly just want to like print out this comic and give them to them <laughs> to read. Sure. It would work very well. Or just I, my thing is with Twitter now, especially, uh, they're a lot more open with it. Like it's something they pass around to one another. Uh, especially the people who've been working for a long time have been passing around advice to younger artists of ways to take care of themselves so they don't you know get in that situation i see that a whole lot and it's good advice not just for artists but for anyone like working long periods of time with your hands uh, if if you're doing that kind of work from home work like you need to take care of yourself people now working from home if you're not working at an office that's got furniture that takes care of you <laughs> make sure you're taking care of yourself yeah, I mean, it's something I did when I started working from home. I, you know, I, I got a, I got an actual desk, none of this, you know, leftover table from the, from uh, Goodwill crap. And I got an actual chair. I got a gamer chair because, you know, I feel like, I know, I know it's only gamers. But like, I did too, though. But people like assume gamers are I bought playing an, all day. Yeah, I bought an office chair, but yeah. 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 So just, yeah, just get, get support. And I have a standing desk at my, my work now. That's, that's been really nice. Well, yeah, definitely. So, so yeah, just just find little ways to. Yeah. No, um, one thing that really struck me with this is the dismissive um, nature of the medical professional in this uh, in this story. Where oh, you know, like sitting is a new cancer. It's like just kind of spurting out cliche, and and so I, and because like okay, I'm I'm an overweight individual. <laughs> And whenever there's a problem going to, you know, the, with me, the reason I hate going to the doctor for a long time, it was basically no matter what it was, it was, oh, it's because you're fat. And it's like, oh, no, I mean, it could be other things. Let's figure this out, you know? So I definitely feel uh, that, you know, I, I'm very sensitive to dismissive nature some of, of medical professionals and it's like that's not their job to judge, it's their job to heal. Yeah, take more than two or three seconds to try to work this out. You're getting paid a whole hell of a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Especially yeah, yeah, there was, yeah, there wasn't a lot of, you know, a lot of empathy at all. Like, yeah, no, you can't just, working in a monthly comics crime, you can't take a, a month off. I mean, yeah. You really, not many people can. Yeah, I mean, unless you're, you know, Jim Lee, dropping like 50 well i mean now he has an office job dropping like fifty thousand dollars a sketch like you're or or you you hit it big in the 90s like those guys <laughs> those guys are living large but it's it's tough you know cool 
All right, so the next section is mental. So Brian, which uh, comic did you choose from the mental section? I chose uh, When You Can't Love Yourself um, by uh, Sylvia Karras. I hope I'm saying the last name correct. Um, and it is once again, one I kind of uh, chose because it felt personal, um, which a lot of this, you know, that's definitely a, a benefit of this book is that they do a really good job kind of hitting, I feel like everyone kind of can find something that they can relate to in this book. Um, but essentially this is about mental health and the way you perceive yourself and the, and then basically just judging yourself that you can't be loved because you can't love yourself. You know, they always say that, you know, you can't love yourself if you can't, or you can't be loved if you can't love yourself. So like, like me, the, the author of this story kind of like was just re resigned to, okay, well, I can't love myself, so no one's going to love me, <laughs> you know? So it's um, instead of being like, oh, well, then I got to start loving myself. It's not that easy. So it's, it's a very interesting kind of story about overcoming your self-perception and realizing that, you know, the people out there that say that they do love you is it's a lot stronger than the, the voice inside your head that's telling you that no one does. So it's definitely a very interesting story. Yeah, it's it's one of my favorites, like the cartooning in it, the little heart that's all like, not for you, bye, is <laughs> like one of my favorite little parts in the entire book. I had that as my icon on Facebook for like forever. Oh, yeah. That's where <laughs> that's from, huh? That's where that's from. Wow. <laughs> I just, it, it is, it's one of those things that really resonates. It's a simple concept, but it's this feeling of, it's really, really hard to accept yourself, but it's something you have to do if you want other people to accept you. It's, it's an accurate feeling and it's an accurate representation of that feeling. I think it's a really well done comment. Yeah, you know, Karis's art is, is just really iconic. It's just, I feel like anyone can connect to it. It's, it's, it's really simple, but just really strong, really strong message and gets, gets her point across really well. Yes, it does. Yeah, like, because I think it's one reason, like one, one strength of graphic medicine and why it's becoming like a growing movement, not just in comics, but also in, you know, the healthcare field is that it just gets how people feel about themselves across so so succinctly and um, yeah all right so uh darcy what was your pick for mental uh i did uh destiny new york new rules by pat shand ryan best and jim campbell uh, it's kind of a sidestep from pat shand's regular comic destiny new york uh, which is uh an ongoing comic that you can get like on comiXology it's a really great comic about kind of a magical girl thing go get it it's wonderful <laughs> like it's 50 cents an issue digitally it's fun nice have at it this however uh is the story of one of those characters logan uh she has uh ocd basically a a, a version of OCD and she's kind of going through her history with it uh, as an adult she is moving in with her girlfriend 
who's also her girlfriend in the regular series. Um, and as she's doing this move in, going through her anxiety, she keeps flashing back to different periods where she uh, is dealing with her OCD and how other people reacted to it. And now she's wondering how her current girlfriend's going to react to it. And in the past, other people haven't reacted quite so well, but her current girlfriend reacts quite well, like accepts her regardless of it. Um, and I myself, again, kind of like Brian, I was picking things that related quite well to me. I have trichotillomania, so I pull out my hair, uh, which is a fantastic thing to do. Nice and fun and very relatable. Uh, not weird at all. <laughs> it has lots of other things that I don't like to talk about because it creeps people out, so I won't. Um, but OCT tendencies are a lot of times very hard to talk about because people don't necessarily understand, but they're incredibly manageable. And I really like this comic because it shows a manageable form of OCD. Um, and it's not like you see a lot of times on television where it's this terrible angsty thing that like overcomes your entire life and you can't live with it and everything's awful and blah. Like, you know, people who have obsessive compulsive tendencies do for the most part find ways to manage those tendencies. You kind of have to, to get through everyday life. And she has, you know, she gets through her life managing her OCD, just like most of us do. And so I, I really like it. The art's fantastic. It looks exactly like it does in the main comic. It's very, kind of clean, fine lines, very beautiful characters, uh, and black and white. Cool. Is the, I love, is the, I love the shading. Yeah, is the uh, usual comic, is it in black and white? Yes, it is. Oh, nice. This was actually my favorite of the ones that we, we, we all chose. Um, it's definitely, once again, you know, really, all, I, I have a manageable um, OCD, and it's very similar to to the character to logan in this book yeah uh, or the story and uh, where where especially as a child i've had to basically check every single door and every window even though we lived in a relatively safe neighborhood uh before mm -hmm. i went to sleep and i had to do it in a certain order and if i mm -hmm. didn't do that certain order then everyone was gonna get murdered in their sleep so <laughs> so it's just definitely very relatable <laughs> Yeah, and, and once you figure that out and everybody around you, you know, has it, you just do it and you do it. It's, you know, I, my trick is very mild. I, I don't pull out my eyelashes, thank God. That would be, you know, I, I can't imagine that, that level of it. It's a little bit harder. I, I know some people who do that and that's more difficult to struggle with, but I pull out other things that I won't talk about. Uh, and, you know, it, it's you know, it's, it's a struggle. It's the thing we deal with and we, we manage and it, we just, when you have OCD tendencies, you take it in, you do what you do and you keep going. And that's what Logan does in this comic. She does what she does. And her girlfriend says, I'm not gonna, you know, if you don't, if you need something from me, I can do that. If you need me not to enable you, I won't do that. Just tell me what you need and we'll take care of it. And that like affirmations, fantastic. And I really enjoyed it. Yeah. It wasn't 
angsty and terrible. It was just what she needed to hear. And I thought that was fantastic. Yeah, it's pretty like kind of even keel because you were talking about earlier, like when I feel like on like TV, especially when they talk about OTD, they just like blow it up and they like Mm -hmm. do the dramatic music with the minor tone. This, they just use like a, you know, a simple grid, which I think is really effective storytelling um, Mm -hmm. for her compulsions and 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 yeah and then i just like the the way the characters are drawn just like normal kind of pretty people i guess kind of they are they are very pretty people that is one of the kind of standouts in uh destiny new york everybody is really pretty (laughs) yeah i want to check it out because like i mentioned mckelvey earlier i'm like he's I'm like, I need, I need my, my like pretty people in comics fix. It's, so. Yeah. Yeah. It's got some McKelvey feel to it. Everybody's got, you know, McKelvey and they're very pretty. Yeah. You, you probably like it. I've got some of it. I can. Yeah. I think, I, I think they're all, in. they're all the children of uh, Nagel, you know, Nagel, the great um, graphic <laughs> artist, Duran Duran covers everyone. Like it's all, they all come from Nagel. He's like their daddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't, I just, one day I just realized that I'm like, Anyone who could draw a good fashion is all right by me. For sure. There we go. Yeah. I know. Like that's that's one thing I like about you know contemporary comics. I feel like they actually care about that. Um, yeah. So the one I chose was I was actually about to look at a different comic, but then this one, just the art style and the subject matter, just really caught my eye. Was Choking Hazard by Ryan King and Alabaster Pizzo. Um, it's about a and this is something like it's about a family that has a hoarding disorder and. And this is, I feel like this is something that um, is really just used for, mostly for exploitative effect. Like there's that, I don't know what the exact title of the show is. It's like Hoarders or something. And they, people mm-hmm. just. Yeah, it's Hoarders. Yeah. Yeah, Hoarders. Okay, good. Like, I think there might be like extreme Hoarders. I don't know. But Probably. they just. Yeah, they just yeah. Put, put them on TV to gawk at. Hoarders. But, it, but it's a real, it's a real things people struggle with. And it's a real like thing with people's mental health. And mm-hmm. I think, uh. King and Pizzo do a really good job. And the, the art style, like, because it's set in the 90s, so the art style is very, like, I don't know. I, I caught, like, um, shoot, well, I forget. Is, um, what was Matt Grinning's comic strip he did before The Simpsons? Life in Hell? Yeah, it reminded me a lot of, like, Life in Hell, yeah. um, the art style. Not, like, the subject matter so much, but. It, it's, uh, to me, it was, like, Nicktoons, like, the yeah, classic exactly. Supo. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I, I think that's why I liked it because I grew up on those either reruns or you know first runs in the '90s on like the cartoons, and yeah, and and it, and just the bright colors reminded me of you know commercial breaks on Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network, just candy and toys and everything just in your brain. And especially you know I was a kid when this stuff was in grade school when this stuff was coming out. It just like makes you like compulsively want to buy the things, even though the things are just just things. They're gonna be. And in my in, in a lot of it, a lot of the time they wouldn't even live up to the hype. Like I just remember this as a kid. I would get like this this new cereal and it would taste like, you know, dog food with marshmallows. <laughs> like it would not live up to the hype in the commercial. And and honestly, like I don't think I don't consider myself a hoarder, but I, I definitely like like if you leave me unattended in like a bookstore or something, I'll be just like I'll come out with a, a stack. So like so like I definitely related to the end where he's like he talks about it, like he has to use therapy and just really um, thinking deeply about like no I'm only gonna get what I need at Target instead of mm-hmm. going home. and it and it just and it did a really good job of showing a connection between like the way society is set up and then like 
his own mental state. And yeah, and Alabaster Pezzo's art's amazing. I think I followed them on like Instagram instantly after I read this book. So yeah. Well, anyone who has been a fan of comics for any amount of time, I think has to um, have a little bit of hoarder in them just a tiny bit uh, and has to be a little bit afraid of it inside of them just a little mm -hmm. tiny bit because the comics industry encourages it so much and pushes it so much. Uh, you don't put out a comic with 27 variant <laughs> covers uh, without encouraging people to hoard. Yes. Uh, you don't exist in the 90s without encouraging people to hoard. Um, so uh, yeah, the industry kind of pushes that behavior on people. So anyone who has the actual compulsive, like the actual, you know, compulsive disorder there in the first place existing in this industry, um, that's really problematic. And you have to, it's just troublesome. There, there's a part in that comic where it's like, not only do I have this, but I'm living in a consumer focused country that pushes this really, really hard. So it's a struggle. And um, my grandma had it pretty bad. Like when she died, it was like, God, what are we going to do? Kind of thing. My dad's got four, no, three, four, um, sheds on our property that I'm just like, I don't even know when he dies, what we're going to do. I don't know what's in them. They're just sheds full of stuff. I don't have clue. Horrified. I live in a tiny house because you know what? I can't put much in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's but the thing, yeah, the thing is like, yeah, I got, I mean, I got a big, yeah. Like I was living in a small place and I had like books up. The thing is like, 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 I don't think people really talk about this much, but like, what if it's something, you know, society sees as positive, like, like books and stuff, like, yeah, still pretty yeah. It's, you can do it. You can, it's amazing how fast you can do things. Cause I was, I was moving like every two years I was moving and it's, it's amazing how fast you can just accumulate a bunch of stuff because societies like accumulate a bunch mm -hmm. of stuff. And I don't really have. I feel I don't, you know, I know I don't have the urge to hoard in a, a medical sense. I just have, I'm just an American, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. And, and if I've got it this bad, if I'm having to move every two years to get rid of stuff, you know, how hard is it for somebody who's actually got a medical issue with it? So I, I can't imagine. Yes. Yeah. No. And um, on the same way, it's it's definitely conditioning. It's not uh, like a medical situation, but it, you know, like that one full page in the, the beginning of the story, where it's like gotta catch them all, and each soul separately, and you mm -hmm. know, it's like all these like possessive like slogans. It's like, oh yeah, I can kind of see why maybe yeah. I do I do want to get all of the you know this wave of action figures or you know or all right, these comics. Yeah. It's crazy. It was like, I mean, and that, that stuff was, was, was going on when I like, my brain was still developing and I was mm -hmm. just so susceptible. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, and like now I can be, but, but then it'll just like, yeah. I mean, now I, I feel like I can, I can say no to things sometimes, but then I just like, I don't know, I get in a, I get in a low place and like, I was like, you need to go know. shopping. <laughs> oh, 
stress retail, shopping, retail, retail therapy, therapy. Yeah. Oh, that's the Fair best course. and the worst at yeah. the same time. Because now you're an adult and you have the money to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just look at my t-shirt collection <laughs> that's ever growing. Yeah, you should really, listeners, you should really see our group chats. It's like, like, like it's it's always us. Like, hey, this cool thing's coming out. Should we get it or not? And it's and it always turns into like some cycle of enablement. Yep. Yes. <laughs> the answer is always yes <laughs> yeah yeah no because it, it's usually generally i mean we, we have good taste i mean mm-hmm, definitely okay so speaking of good taste so we're gonna we're gonna go to the final category of the anthology medical so um i like this one a lot too so brian what did you uh choose for medical um thinking about death the normal amount by ken laurie and jesse jordan um I liked this one a lot um, because it it, it definitely plays, in fact, it's it's an anthology. So whenever, you you know, you know, there's multiple stories and the, um, and so you're always looking for the the beginning and the ending of a story, you know, like either you can tell by, by artwork or, or literally says end or, or, (laughs) or, you know, or it says, you know, like has the title and a name. This one starts out with no title at all. And two pages in, it says end, because it's the end of end, and then it does it again, um, on and with a completely different coloring style. So it's almost like it throws you off that you're reading different stories. But then you realize when the third part of the story comes in is that the reason why it says end at the end of these first two stories is because it's essentially the the narrator contemplating what exactly death is, the you know the ultimate end and so it's and then the the they're contemplating it with basically death themselves yeah. who is takes is basically kind of like a a boss sort of or you know like a, or some kind of executive which was really interesting and um and whose face slowly morphs from a human face to a to a skull during yeah, this entire panel, time yeah. yeah and which is really interesting um, and then kind of trying to negotiate with with the inevitable and not knowing what it is and essentially asking for help and death themselves says there is, you know, there is no help, <laughs> you know, like you just got to deal with it, you know, like that's just what happens to everybody. Yeah, this is a really good, good comic to end the, in the collection on. It's just, and it's just so ominous and, but it's like, it's reality though. Um, and I got, I got, and this is a co- definitely a compliment. I got, for sure, I got Day Tripper vibes from this one. Um, yeah, that's. I, ha- exactly. I hate that I'm plugging previous episodes of the show, but. Yeah. No, it that's it's kind of like a little mini Day Tripper. It's yeah. like you build up, and you it's like you die, you die, you die, and then it's like, oh yeah, everybody dies. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and really good, really good metaphors for like. I love the roller coaster one because I'm just yes. I haven't been on a roller coaster in ages, but I I really liked the wheat that you you meet people and you separate from people, you meet people and you're like lost with people, and I, I liked that. I liked the being together in the wheat. Yeah, yeah. that's my favorite one. Because because like with roller coasters, like you know you're waiting in line for hours for the super cool experience, and then it's just it's over, mm-hmm. and then I mean it's life, I guess. <laughs> Oops. And yeah, and and then with the with the wheat, it's you know, I mean, literally, like you never. There's not a lot of times where you intentionally cut ties with someone. You know, it's just people drifting out of your life, and mm-hmm. 
that is life. And essentially when they drift away, they're, they're effectively dead to you. I mean, that's kind of morbid to say, but you know, it's like they're no longer part of you or part of your life. So. Right. And even, I mean, even with like things like social media and stuff, like people would just not be on that or, you know, have a different name. Or, or they just become else. ghosts on, on, you know, social media. Like you're not really interacting with them. They're just, you're reminded of them, you know, because right. they're there. But. Yeah, no, no, it's crazy. Like I this 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 kid I like you know played with in grade school on because you know on Facebook like when someone's account is inactive, he's just hanging out there, little gray guy. Like you know, who knows what he's up to? Yeah, <laughs> gray guy with a with a, the circle head. It's just like <laughs> yeah, yep. Um, but yeah, it's like and it reminds me a lot of that. Like it was kind of overused meme of like one day you and your friends played together for the last time, and no one. Oh yeah, and it's just like. Yeah. It's like that, but just on the biggest scale. So, the last hug, essentially. Yeah, it's like stuff. it's like wild. And then like, I don't know. Like, I'm like, man, like, what is my last week gonna be? And I know it's like stupid yeah. stuff. It's just like, <laughs> but no. <laughs> at the same time, it really isn't because you know it's. But at the same time, it's like it's something to think about and care about. But at the same time, it's like you can't. <laughs> think and care about it all the time or you're just going to be obsessed with dying and excuse the cliche instead of living you know yeah so. which is okay it's, it's books like this it's about it's like all those different ends but then at the end it's just like it's, it's a thing we're all going to go through it just you know it's going to happen don't worry about it <laughs> but yeah those are awesome i mean shoot they they went out on a really good thought-provoking great art note like wow Sure. Um, so, Darcy, what was your pick for this category? Definitely not anything quite as deep, but kind of, maybe. Yeah. Uh, Trouble at the Henderson Household by Fred Kennedy and Sue Lee. Um, it's the funniest one, I think, mm-hmm. in the entire book. Uh, it is uh, a bunch of viruses sitting at a dinner table. Uh, you know that they are boy and girl viruses based on whether or not they are wearing uh, bow tie, uh, either a bow tie or a, a hair bow, because <laughs> they don't have hair, but you get the point. Uh, and they're sitting at a dinner table complaining about how hot it is getting. And so it's like a metaphor for global warming, but the globe is the body and the body is dying. And dad is a, uh, a fever denier, a, a, a death denier, I guess. Whoa. And, uh-huh. <laughs> um, and and suddenly there's an announcement that comes over the radio uh, that the body has died. And so they've got to um, try and escape through the penis. <laughs> and that's the comic. That's hilarious. We need, we need, honestly, we need that. There's yeah. all kinds of just depressing <laughs> shit in this book. Like it, it, my, my upcoming pick. It, like, yeah. It, it's, it's, a dep- it's a depressing subject, but it's, it's, it's funny. It is kind of yeah it's kind of funny because it's depressing it's a dead body that's depressing it's global warming it's depressing but or you know climate change depressing uh but it's very funnily done uh the art's very cartoony it's all kind of single colored pink but it's hilarious little viruses have cute little faces they're adorable the little bow ties and little hair bows are adorable um, it's just, it's hilarious. It's 
it's it's my favorite comic in the entire thing and it shouldn't be i guess maybe i don't know that's it's, great it's it's such a weird choice but i love it it's and then it's up to the kids essentially to deal with what the adults have the created. adults have done yeah, yeah. dad's and, like if you wouldn't be here if you know your grandpa hadn't uh split before blah 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 you know it's the whole thing <laughs> yeah so don't don't talk to those white blood cells those those, those ne'er-do-wells because yeah it's <laughs> It's it's a conversation I've heard multiple times in my own household right. uh, growing up, and I'm not a germ. <laughs> neither are they. Neither are they. So, uh, yeah, it's it's very it's very generational. It's very. Uh, they're talking about you know it's been so many hours. The temperature's going up. <laughs> it, it's not at all subtle, but it's not supposed to be. Yeah. Because yeah. it's them who's causing it, and it's yeah, like, and it's like, oh no, it's not us, and you know, yeah. this is normal. It has nothing to do with us. It's mm-hmm. how it's supposed to be. Nothing's going to change. People are a virus, right? Yellow skies over this over a city is is normal, and you know, it's like <laughs> sure, sure, whatever you say. Yeah, exactly. I love yeah, it. yeah. The art art reminds me a lot of like Adventure Time, but like more fucked up so yeah <laughs> i think i think sue lee might have i think she's done some stuff on those so that would have been a good uh you know if this was like some comic like on the cover it's like it's like a better time but more fucked up <laughs> <laughs> Which, That's a, i think a lot of people would, buy, would get it i mean oh, that's yeah. true <laughs> no definitely yeah so um so mine yeah speaking of adventure time mine was um Cast Heel by Holly Aitchison and Morgan Perry. Um, I, I, I know I know these these ladies from uh, from going to the Boom booth at uh, from Twitter and then from going to the Boom booth at cons. And I didn't know they did comics, and apparently did, and they're really good. Um, I like this one a lot. It's basically the story of a of an MMO guild, I guess. Um, I don't really I haven't played MMOs in years, so I don't not hip with the terminology. Like an MMO guild and some a member a couple members of the, the team like have health issues like one has a tumor gets better thanks to canadian healthcare. there's a great panel of like the canadian flag and oh and I'm, excuse me and i'm like maybe a vision of the future and the moose <laughs> um but then there's one like member of the team who um who the protagonist has a really deep connection with like the opening scene is like a total fake out of the character it's like the characters in the game making out but they, they play a lot with the whole ideas of dungeons and like they play around with like the fantasy tropes and stuff, which is fun. But then this, this guy just goes completely dis has his terrible his cancer and just disappears. And it's really sad. And it reminded me a lot of like, like I've had people, you know, on Twitter and online who like have passed away and I like never met them in real life. And I just, I sometimes just like, don't know how to feel. I'm like, I'm like, yeah. um, I'm like, I think there was a, a journalist recently, he like wrote really good reviews of Phonogram. And I'm just like, man, I'm not going to read his stuff anymore. And, and it's yeah. just, and it's just like, especially with COVID and like, like the first guy I knew who passed away from COVID was someone who I'd only known through mutual friends on like Facebook. And I just, yeah. I loved his like post about theater and your superheroes and stuff. And then like, and dealing with his chronic illness and fighting through it. And then, yeah, it's just like, it's crazy. Um, yeah, the art's super good. It's like this kind of fantasy style um, from Morgan Perry. Um, 
like kind of kind of like old school like yeah this is and the shading style is very much like 90s late 90s daniel klaus like black and white with a little blue tinge with the blue color. yeah it looks yeah. really beautiful i really mm-hmm. liked it a lot the ghost and, mm-hmm. yeah. yes exactly <laughs> i i think anyone who plays mmos and and spends any time in that has that same sort of feeling where you kind of build up this family and and then you like lose people and and you wonder where they went Uh, but if you you know if they if they were sick or if they did have something go on in their lives it's like you know did they did they die what happened to them and even more now like when somebody drops out it's like covid was it covid yeah you know so it's like right now that's even worse anybody that disappears off twitter for any amount of time now or disappears on facebook for any amount of time i just get terrified exactly yeah yeah i mean unless they're like a total sex pest i mean it's like it's like (laughs) it's like what happened like what's going on (laughs) sorry i was i'm too much with yeah (laughs) experiences and i'm not and it's not the people you think even think like the famous it's smaller fish in the pond of no, 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 I understand completely. I, 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 I mean, was talking more like friend people, not yeah, not just like comics people. people. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, yeah, but but it's kind of but like comics people are my friends. Like, oops, oh. I've been doing this since I'm like 19 years old, and like I feel like I grew up with these people, and it's like, ah. it's like yeah, <laughs> and, and, and but a lot of people, I mean, our generation, our generations. Um, definitely we grew up having you know the some uh, previous generations didn't have which is like having friends that we've never met in person and and they're yeah. and they're equally as good friends as those that you see in person you know sometimes even better you know like sometimes your best friends are the ones you've never met mm-hmm. you know in person and mm-hmm. so but then at the same time it's just so easy for them just to disappear and hmm. yeah for sure nev- yeah. no idea what happened hmm. yeah you could be really close and then really just like separate and you're like what the hell happened and yeah it's it's good and yeah and, and i think uh holly and, and morgan really get it and the, the nature of online like friendships and yeah it was it was really well done i, I really liked it. it was a great comic yeah and you really I mean, it's a short, it's a short story, but you could really kind of get the dynamic of the, uh, the party and everything and, and just use, use a great, great visual shorthand from the first page, which was hilarious. Cause at first I'm like, I think this is a, I think this is like a, like a, like a fantasy MMO D and D kind of thing. And I'm like, is it BDSM? <laughs> but then I'm like, oh no, like no. this isn't, this isn't Sunstone, bro. The wrong kind of dungeon. <laughs> the, yeah. As they say, it was pretty good. Yeah, that was, that, was a, that was a great line for sure. Yeah, um, and then yeah. the last line, the you know, like of the of the the comic, you know, the, the there's a certain bitter irony of spending years healing someone and never knowing if they survived. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like that kind of hit hard, especially yeah, since I, really I did. I'm usually a healer in those Aww. kind of games. So it's like, yeah, that's true. I want to heal you both in real life and in in the game. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really yeah, like you can't do like they're who knows where they even are. Like some of these people you don't even know where they they actually live. You know, 
Mm-hmm. It could be on some science base in Antarctica with good what no. Yeah. <laughs> Satellite Wi-Fi. No. Um so did you guys do you guys have anything th- any last thoughts on the Corpus anthology as a whole or I uh, would definitely recommend getting a hold of it. There's so much here that we obviously didn't cover. There's like fantastic commentary on um, the insurance industry uh, that none of us happen to pick one of those, but like every other one talks about the insurance industry and how, wow, we charge way too much money in America for healthcare. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so there's lots of great ones like that. There's lots of uh, just different kinds of elements. Um, the art is so incredibly varied and so incredibly dynamic and interesting. So it's definitely worth finding, definitely worth picking up. I would highly recommend it. Yeah, it's like awesome. It's like good graphic medicine, good introduction to really talented indie creators. Some creators you may have heard of, some that you should know about. <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely picking up a, a copy of this, you know, and I want to read more of these stories because everyone that I read was 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 pretty good and I, it, it hit me in certain ways. So <laughs> definitely enjoyed. Yeah, it's always good. Speaking of being, you know, hit, by a book so our final actually i'm just kidding we actually are doing one more looking forward i almost jumped the gun oh, no uh, worries uh so uh, brian what are you looking forward to over the i guess the next couple of weeks uh well we this one's coming out next week um it is um seen uh, by I'm sorry, let me get the full name here. Seen uh, True Stories of Marginalized Trailblazers, uh, Edmonia Lewis, uh, by Jasmine Walls and Bex Glendening. Um, the first part of that might sound familiar, uh, something that's already come out. It, is a, it was an anthology that was released by Boom, um, a, a base of various stories that... Um, about um, basically marginalized uh, trailblazers, essentially, like people who um, uh, had to overcome a lot more than other people did to do what they did. It's a very weird way to explain it, but um, the um, it's now going to be a series of trade of tra- paperbacks. Um, this is the first one. It focuses on uh, Ammonia Lewis, who was a sculptor during the Civil War and was the first uh, uh, sculptor of African American and Native American heritage to earn international acclaim. So during the 1860s, I mean that's pretty amazing. <laughs> and, Incredibly amazing, yeah. Yeah, and so I, um, it's definitely. Um, it's, it's not like a very interesting story. The the art looks great. It looks like a, a nice bio biopic kind of style artwork, um, kind of reality based artwork, and it it looks um it looks like it's gonna be a lot of fun. And I figure since we were doing an anthology today as our main subject, I would choose a an anthology something that, that spawned from an anthology for my looking forward. Yeah, it's it's nice to see uh, Boom kind of branch off into the history comics. Like, good for them. No, definitely. Um, Darcy, what are you looking forward to in the next couple of weeks or so, or down the road? Um, <laughs> I'm picking one that's coming out. Uh, actually, the week we come back, I believe. So August. Oh my God, August. That's a ridiculous date. <laughs> October, October thirteenth. Uh, so it's by Trungli Wen. 
the magic fish i've been looking forward to it for like i don't know 12 years when did this year start it's been so long uh it's an all ages book about a kid who uh is like reading fairy tales to his parents um and he's there's like communication issues and he's trying to try to like can he can he not tell his parents he's gay um and i don't know if you follow him or trungles. oh trungles i, yeah, I, I at, fucking i fucking trungles. love trungles trungles is on on oh, follow him on in, uh, not instagram i'm not on instagram on uh twitter it's um, at trungles yeah trungles. Uh, you can see his art he's got this really fantastic style that i kind of feel is like between like medieval wood cuts and like leiji matsumoto kind yeah. of art and but like in pastels right it's just mm-hmm. really gorgeous stuff and so i have just been looking forward to this book for i don't know like a year or so when did it first announce i, I don't feel know like he, i feel like he's been working on it for a while but it, it's I, I, been a while and but it's I'm his magnum opus nuts for it so yeah, it comes yeah. out in two weeks and as soon as it gets here i'm going to cry and then read it and then probably cry some more so i'm super excited that's amazing. Probably should cover it in the pocket. Yeah, I love Trungles a lot. I met him at FlameCon, and he he's like the king of fairy. He did a Beauty and the Beast serial, I think, mm. for a romance anthology a few years back. And he just, I just love his style so much, and um, mm. his way of depicting queerness through comics. And a lot reminds me a lot of like um, Aubrey Beardsley, who was a gay gay artist turn of the century. He did some. He was, I mean, a really famous artist. But I, I know from his uh, illustration, super gay illustrations for. Um, the King Arthur children's stories um, that Roger Lancelin Green did. And he is just like, you know, the spiritual descendant of that. And it's so good. So I'm excited. Like, Trungles is amazing. Mm-hmm. Always here to hype up Trungles. I like the color work. The Very great right color right work. Yeah. And amazing chickens. Very yeah. adorable. <laughs> yeah, he does it all for sure. Um, so yeah, my, my pick also comes out in October. It's a, uh, Commanders in Crisis by Steve Orlando and Davidi Tento. It's a it's an image book, and basically, uh, basically like this is Steve Orlando just cutting loose and getting to do crazy epic superhero crossover stuff his way. There's the multiverse. There's crises, obviously, multicultural cast of characters. Um, I've read an early copy. I don't want to spoil anything, but it's like a really it does multicultural characters in a way that is organic and not like focus groups. And, and that first issue is, is great, but it's, it's really only, uh, from what I've seen, like the notes Steve's done, it's only um, touching the surface of this world. And I'm excited. And it, and it does a good job of like, you know, really high crazy stakes, really weird, crazy fight scenes, you know, from Tinto. And also just like, you get, a, you get it like a little insights into the character's personal lives um, for sure. And also if you really want and also, um, Dan DiDio writes the foreword, which is kind of funny. Like, crack me up. <laughs> like, <laughs> really? That's where he popped up. <laughs> no, no, it's like, it, it's a, it's, I don't know, like, it, it's, it's kind of, it's like the, the, the intro is kind of like a middle finger to DC for not letting him spread his wings. Mm-hmm. So, I, I know, it's, I know people that that name is very loaded for some people. 
Um, yeah. Yeah. But 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 it like but it but it's it's good. It's like he it's him. I love Scott or I, I, I not Scott. Jesus Steve Christ. Orlando. That's Steve. that's that's why that's why his name is loaded for me. Fucking Scott Lobdell. But um, Steve Orlando, I love ridiculously. Yeah. He's amazing. Yeah. He's but great. Did he left fucking Lobdell on? Oh, okay, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he just writes the forward. If you want, you can even skip the forward. I don't. I would I don't definitely know. skip the forward. <laughs> <Look> it out. <laughs> no. But it's it's cool, and it's like, and it's kind of, it just, it just, it. I don't know. It was it was a really interesting choice. Like I didn't expect it. It was just like, <laughs> that's how we're gonna start things off. Yeah. But he yeah, he's yeah. off he's off the leash, and it's great, and and it's it's like why I do this podcast. Like it's nice to see creators, you know off the leash doing doing what because steve i mean if you've read any of steve's like midnight or even like jla milk like he just has a passion and just and encyclopedic knowledge of these characters and 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 world building and it's so cool seeing him build his own world um and incorporating some of the themes from he's like a lot of people are like scott snyder is grant morrison's like descendant his heir i'm like i think it's steve orlando i mean come on <laughs> And a little Android way a little bit, but <laughs> I, I really enjoyed his man, Martian Manhunter run. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Like you said, he just it was immense knowledge of of the character that he was writing. So yeah, and it, it took him different directions. Right, right, and that I think yeah, and it's, and there's a lot of that in, in Commanders of Crisis. It's this expansive, crazy world, but also just you get you know you know what the character makes the characters tick, their little quirks and. It's fun and and like the costume design is really it's like action figure ready costume design. I mean you could see some of the influences in the different costumes, but it's not too too close. So yeah, I like it a lot. It's like it's a really good it's a really good like just I, I'm really skeptical about, you know I'm not the biggest Valiant fan. Like I'm really skeptical about, you know, third party, third party um superhero universes, but this is like I think this is a good one. This is like a Hopefully, he'll end up like an invincible or an Astro City or something or a black hammer. Would you say this is his black hammer? Uh, I it's different. Um, okay, and also, like, it's one, there's only been one issue, so I don't even know. Yeah, and it, and it's only scratching the surface. Like, so I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna definitely, you know, collect this in singles for sure, but I'm just gonna sit back and enjoy the ride. Yeah. All right, so after our earlier false start. We're going to end with a really cute, fun um, segment that's going to probably take like two seconds. So this segment is called Our Favorite Comic of the Season. So just to have some quick ground rules, we're only considering the 10 main courses this season. So we've talked a lot, a lot of books um, through Quick Hits and Looking Forwards, but those are ineligible. So on the count, this is going to be weird. This, it'll probably break the sound quality but whatever i don't care so on the count of three we're gonna say at the same time we're gonna say our favorite comics this season ready all right one two three laura dean keeps breaking up with tripper. the american dream wow we You're all different ones. at that you what? were so late <laughs> i'm so sorry you all, okay okay like complete 100 um like you know like 
like look didn't want to break the sound <laughs> with, with no with with me i was fighting myself between day tripper and the american dream I and understand. i was like i was You're like waiting for okay, me <laughs> if someone was gonna say the other one i was gonna say the other one you know like cool so honestly <laughs> that I think that was actually like my top three that I was thinking of. Those are, I was, I, I all night waffled between Day Tripper and American Dream and Laura Dean. Yeah, those yeah. are my top three. Those are my top three as well. So definitely. Yeah, wow. <laughs> but I mean, Day Tripper came out on top for me. But at least you guys can make decisions on like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if Day Tripper had been been if they tripped been gay i would have picked it but over lord dean the, i think the reason i picked day tripper was you know what i'm not entirely sure i think it was just overall it felt more moving i think it it felt more powerful to me and it's really well structured and Hey, there's a whole episode yeah. you can listen to us talk about Day Tripper. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Da- it's da- a lot da- of fun. Yeah, Day Tripper is honestly like one of those comics that I would, I would give to anyone to like even people who don't even know read comics. I would just like give it to them because it's just that good, and that um, it's easy to get into, well structured characters you can connect to, and just the narrative. Yeah, it's it's amazing. We we talked about this for a whole episode. So yes, we did. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a big believer of adding through omission and the fact that I didn't uh, bring up a Beatles reference during the Day Tripper episode is, is amazing to me. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah, if you, well, those are our favorite comics. So, definitely listen to those episodes because we'll be happy during them. Mm-hmm. For sure. Hear it. Yeah. All right. So, um, one last time, Brian, where can folks find you online? Um, well, you can find me on Instagram at um, Brian or Brygen um, underscore CB, and on Twitter is Brygen two eight one four. That's B R A I J I N. And um, I've been doing the. This is my second week of the, uh, the two sentence reviews, which are exactly that. Um, and this week I did three more books which were um, Finger Guns number five, um, Catwoman number 25, and um, last was, um, wow, my brain just went blank there. Um, my, sorry. The, uh, the, last, the last one was um, Heavy number one, which Ooh, was so good, which was uh, mentioned last week by Logan. And, yeah, uh, and I did a review of it too. So, yeah. <laughs> yes. And, yeah, the sentence and sentence or two reviews are essentially throwaway sentences that hopefully, you know, help people find comics that are good. Essentially, <laughs> definitely get heavy. Oh my gosh! Um, yeah. and, and Darcy, where can books find you online? I am on Twitter at books underscore serial, and I have a website at booksandserial.wordpress.com. I have no idea what I'm doing over our two-week break. But you know, I'll figure out something. I'm I'm clever sometimes. Who knows? I don't know if I'll do a book. I don't know if I'll do a serial. I'll figure something out. Cool. And you can find me at Midnighter uh, Bay, Midnighter B A E, yeah, on Twitter and on Instagram, Pride Parker, P R Y D E Parker. And I'm covering my first 
Um, in my seven years reviewing comics, I've never reviewed a heavy metal comic. So I'm doing that this week. Um, it'll be fun. And this I think, is, oh, go ahead. Is it the one that's written by the Sprouse? No, it's, an, it's another one. It's called uh, Brooklyn Gladiator. Um, I picked it because it is art. I think some actor wrote it, co-wrote it. I don't know the actor, but the art was by Simon Bisley. And I love his stuff. And nice. He's, he's definitely like the embodiment of like heavy metal to me, like the comic and the, I guess the musical genre too. Um, so I'm excited. I'm excited uh, for that. Hopefully it's good. And I don't know. I might have a few tricks up my sleeve for during the hiatus. So stay tuned. Mm-hmm. All right. And you can always um, follow the podcast. Comics is there better. Uh, you got 10 episodes, 10 great comics of varying levels of greatness. To listen to. <laughs> Um, one thing I like about the show is pretty much like we cover um, like a wide range of stuff, companies, genres, creators. So you'll, I, I'm, you're guaranteed to like at least one of the, the 10 episodes for sure. So we have that. And then you can also follow us on Twitter at CDB pod. We, we do, Darcy does a great job um, having links to, if you hear about the comic on the show and really want to read it, a link to buy it in a, a ethical and legal way. Mm-hmm. And we also have a website, comicsisarebetter.wordpress.com. Which I'm going to fix during our hiatus. And I promise. It's all good. And, and no rush. And that's about <laughs> it. So you just follow, oh, subscribe. Email and us. Ready. Oh, and email us. Uh, yes. Comicsisarebetter at gmail. Say hi. Um, yeah. Sorry. So yeah, we're, go- we're, we're going away for a few weeks. We'll be back season two with some good stuff. Like really good stuff. Like you're going to love it. Oh my gosh. So... Keep reading comics. Peace. Uh, Let's kill off a character. (laughs) All right. It can't rain all the time.